millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Red Rocha, Noble Jorgensen, Joey Devine, Bob Lockmuller, Wally Osterkorn, Sean Keen, Mo Mahoney, featuring Patreon subscribers. Brad Miller's Scrappy-Doo Tattoo. Thank you, Patrick Cosmos. You're very strong. No, Frendo. Thank you, no, Frendo. Allah Thank you, Jason Wallen. Frederick Wiseman. Thank you, Jeff Griffith Perlman. Musical guest... Gary Glitter! What? And now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, and we are back with a brand new episode of the show. First off, I have a correction for the ghost of Don Pardo. It is not Jeff Griffith Perlman. It is... Jeff Griffith Parham, God, reading it. Oh, Parham. Yeah, yeah. Parham. He's my friend. I know him in person. Oh, my God. Don Pardo. Well, also, that's what I wanted to get to. This isn't a correction, but he booked Gary Glitter as the musical (laughs) guest. (laughs) What the hell, man? Who's next? R. Kelly? Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're canceled, ghost of Don Pardo. We also got an. Look, saying Frederick Weissman, filmmaker extraordinaire, is an interesting choice from our friend Jeff GP. Uh, Mm. Shall I read the message, Sean? Please. He says, 
I would like the ghost of Don Pardo to say, Frederick Wiseman, my favorite living filmmaker and my number one reason for hating James Dolan. Wiseman made a 1997 movie about Madison Square Garden. I've seen all of his movies, but the demons at MSG won't let the garden free. From this New Yorker article, quote, One theory advanced by a former garden executive who knows the Byzantine working inner workings of the place is that James Dolan, the CEO of Cablevision and the chairman of the garden and the lead singer of JD and the Straight Shot, I added that last part, learned <laughs> of the movie and without having seen it, ordered that it be made to go away. So, uh, that's just another reason to fuck James Dolan, huh? Yeah, the guy sucks. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff GP. Uh, Joey, have you have you seen any uh, Frederick Perlman movies? Frederick Wiseman movies? What? what Jeff, is... God, I, I added Perlman. You're being haunted guess, by I... the ghost of Ron Perlman. He's dead, right? <laughs> I think that's... Yeah, he is. <laughs> Once Sons of Anarchy went off the air, he's like, that's it. Um... I'll never... They'll never make another Hellboy movie again. What is there left for me? Uh, anyway, we love Jay. Uh, we love all our Patreon supporters: Jeff GP, Jason Wallen, aka Dubaru, uh, No Friendo, who's always been a yes friendo to the podcast, and of course, Muscle Man Patrick Cosmos. Um, Taking a break from weightlifting, apparently. Yeah, he hurt his back. You know where we learned that from the uh, uh, was it from the was Discord it chat, which is popping off. <laughs> it's always popping off. I want to apologize to people because I have been I've been traveling. I've been in New Orleans. Normally, I am uh, participating a little more. Uh, this week has featured more. Um, I would say like uh, uh, liberal open container yeah, laws. I was going to say drinking to. on the street. Well, and the presence of literally every two blocks, there is an Alco slushy outlet. Uh, just, just serving like giant amounts of alcoholic daiquiris. So yeah, Sean and, is uh, in new Orleans for those. I'm in new Orleans. I'm sorry. I need to say that two and two it. together. Uh, my girlfriend at one point, um, ordered a, a drink that was called like the Dragon One Ninety, uh-huh. and didn't realize that that meant that it was one hundred and ninety proof. Yeah, 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 ninety five percent alcohol. Oh, yeah. She's yelling in the background. All right, She's in the background. Do you do you have a point? Do you want to? That's what I said. An alcohol. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right, well, she's she's halfway through another one right now. No. <laughs> All right, we can't have her talking off mic right now. It's uh, bad radio. Sorry, Eloise. (laughs) Sorry, Eloise. (laughs) Um, What I will say before we get to our news is, A, again, apologies for not having a brand new episode on Monday. I was, Sean was out of town, and I was um, so afraid to talk about Steph Curry being terrible that I feigned an illness. Uh, No, I was actually really (laughs) sick. Um... (laughs) (laughs) uh but as always thank you to our patreons uh thank you to our non-patreons uh check out the patreon if you haven't we do brand new episodes every friday of round ball Mm -hmm. rock um and that's just five bucks a month plus there are other 
cool ass tears like a popping off Discord chat. Ooh, ooh. Um, but if you can't afford it, we understand. Sean and I also can't afford things we want, and uh, you can still help us by uh just talking to us a at Round Rock Pod on Twitter or at Round Rock Pod at Gmail dot com or calling us on the phone. At the number that is in the description of this podcast, I've decided to mm-hmm. stop saying it, Sean, and just putting it in the description. Yeah, it's that's a great choice. Also, telling your friends about it. Also, downloading the episodes. Again, you don't even have to listen. Just download them. We don't care if you listen. Just make sure they're being downloaded. And, of course, giving us five-star reviews on whichever pod catcher you decide to use. Except for uh, Luminary, where we have our special podcast where we just talk about uh, the 99 lockout season. Mm-hmm. That's um, it. <laughs> it's called, because we're like, you're locked out of this? It's called Rebasketball's 99. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, yeah, write us a review. We love reading reviews. And... Um, I think I'm forgetting. Oh, you can also download the the Slammed Up album, which is free if you want, at mm-hmm. yeah. uh, roundballrock.bandcamp.com. And I mm-hmm. think that is all the business. Yeah. Well, in honor of the Met Gala, you should go to bandcamp.com because that is the definition of camp. Sean, I'm slamming up. up on you. Um, <laughs> Look, shouldn't we be debating this for another couple of weeks? Get out! Of, get the fuck out of here, Sean. Get off the call. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the news. Were there, yeah, were there any NBA players at the Met Gala? No, so. they're playing. Let's get to the, get to the news. Okay. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, our first story... One of my favorite stories we've ever covered. Mm. Our man, Clay Thompson. Uh, a man who we will probably be uh, denigrating later in the podcast, but celebrating here right mm. now. Yes. Walked out of Avengers Endgame after two hours. That's incredible. The movie is... Uh, it's three hours long. Six and a half hours long. <laughs> uh, the movie is... Uh, it's a seven-game series <laughs> um, from friend of the pod, not true, Ethan Strauss, quote, Thompson conserves his energy for what he loves, and he's always been impatient with any less-than-favored activity. There was amusement in Warrior's Land when, with an hour left in the film, Clay just got up and left a screening of Avengers Endgame. The plot didn't interest him, not enough to demand that much time and attention. Sean, you've seen mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. I have. Without spoilers. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it. It came out about two weeks ago. Seemingly, this would be the moment where uh, if you were truly interested in the Marvel Universe, you would have seen it. But you know what? We're not spoiling anything. But without spoilers, Sean, mm-hmm. what moment do you think made Clay Thompson walk out of the movie? Um... So just like knowing what I know about Clay Thompson's personality, I think it's probably uh, the point when 
and uh, doesn't really work thematically or character-wise. Sean, I said no spoilers. Sorry. Sean, you just spoiled it. I I ruined it. I think that when Clay Thompson walked out uh, was when... Whoops, I spoiled it. Oh no. <laughs> um that I hope that's as funny a bit as it is when we're saying it out loud oh, with them bleeped. Really <laughs> it's really funny. Um but Sean, you had some non-spoiler ideas about when you think yeah. Clay Thompson left. Okay, so I think there are a couple possibilities. I think maybe he realized that Captain Marvel did not have an Instagram account. So that, that mm-hmm. probably made his interest wane a little bit with that one. <laughs> um, I've seen the movie. I don't feel like this is a spoiler, but um, there's basically no Avenger with a pet dog. Right, no. Which kind of opens up some ideas of, like, did all the pets die in the snap? Well, they did. The pets definitely died. Half the pets. But, like, half least. the pets. Yeah, yeah. Here's, what if it was like mostly fish and Thanos was like, oh, here's my question. That isn't a spoiler for sure, because it happens in like the first 20 minutes of the movie. But Sean, do you think if half the world's population uh, disappeared, uh-huh. do you think they'd really cancel the New York Mets forever? Because I do not. No, there's enough. There's honestly enough people in New York City right now to support four baseball teams. They made it (laughs) seem like all baseball was canceled, too. Yeah, and it was just like, that's it. We're just not going to do it anymore. Whereas, like, I mean, look, Joey, you're you're a sports fan. Mm -hmm. Mm, You got a lot Yeah. (laughs) You got a little disappointed. At this point, I'm more of a Steph Curry fan than a yeah, sports yeah. fan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like the memes. <laughs> I do like the memes, yeah. <laughs> um, but but honestly, like, okay, I I have a much less intense interest in baseball right now because uh, I do this podcast. I don't have hundreds of hours to follow prospects and also the giants are fucking garbage right now (laughs) Uh, so you really could probably remove 30 percent of the players in the major leagues and replace them with you know whoever is the next prospect who survives the snap right because each like i was i was looking at a, a a I looked at the Giants game because the game got delayed by bees, and I'm like, this is perfect. And there was someone who was like, yeah, Derek Dietrich hit two home <laughs> runs. And I'm like, that's, that's not a real player. A guy named Scooter Jeanette hit three home runs in a game last year, I think. And anyway, I don't know. They definitely would not cancel baseball. Also, I, I know it's like arbitrary and Thanos just kills 50% of the people, but I feel like like a lot of the hardcore baseball fans would survive somehow. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and would still be 
like matter about bad flipping mm-hmm. to be like half the population didn't die so you couldn't just act like you would been there before <laughs> all right john let's do a fun game actually yes yes if thanos snapped away 50 percent of the sopranos cast yes who would survive <laughs> okay um meadow's gone meadow's gone for sure aj gone yeah 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 yeah, for (laughs) sure um does christopher survive um i think like well it depends on like at what point we're doing this but i think christopher does not let's say season three yeah christopher survives yeah all right does theo's wife goes for sure yeah uh, i don't know why i'm like look (laughs) biggest character of the sopranos all right. Uh, clearly, both Tony uh, and uh, Polly Walnuts survive. That to me is the obvious one. Both of them for sure surviving. I think, I think Carmelo survives as well. Yes, of course. I uh, think Silvio probably goes. You know who I think? No, I think Silvio stays. You know who I oh, think really? okay. goes though? For sure, yeah. Artie fucking Buco. He's your number one sna- in the snap draft. Artie, Artie goes, Buko goes Janice first. stays, Bobby Bacala gone. Yeah, because if you think about how it kind of worked, like almost like all the pure Marvel characters were snapped away, where it's like the most innocent, where it's like Black Panther, Spider-Man, the mm. fun Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. So you have to think about that in Sopranos terms. Mm. So that's why I think Silvio and Polly Walnuts and Christopher for sure are not getting snapped away. No, 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 not at all. Furio definitely getting snapped away, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Father uh, Phil, gone. <laughs> Jackie Jr., gone. <laughs> Jackie Jr., for sure, gone. Ralph Cifaretto stays. <laughs> 100%. Um, Kyle, hey, gone. <laughs> I'm going to say Tony's Russian mistress goes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But Annabella Sciorra stays. Yes. Also, the the cool lady with one leg, that Russian lady, uh-huh. also unfortunately gone. I think that lady Dr. rules. Dr. Melfi for sure goes, dude. <laughs> and that. that but Melfi's wreck- shitty husband stays. Stays. <laughs> and he can just focus on his love of Italian-American culture. <laughs> Uh, her son Jason goes, though. <laughs> uh, John, what do you think about Johnny Sack? Gone. He's little too... Carmine. Uh, little Carmine stays, I think. But Johnny Sack is think... gone for sure. Uh, uh-huh. he loves that wife too much. It's too, it's too sweet, you know? <laughs> Even yeah. though he's a bad guy. <laughs> I think Johnny Sack's whole family stays and Johnny Sack goes. I think, see, I think Johnny Sack is just wiped out. Well, uh, the, whole the whole sack. Sacks. <laughs> All the sacks are gone. Okay, if anyone stays, it's, uh, what's her name? Christina Malati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about Hun- Hunter Scangarella? <laughs> Hunter stays, I think. I think so, too. <laughs> what about Finn? Meadow's boyfriend, Finn. Uh, gone. Yeah, I think he's definitely gone. <laughs> uh, what about Vito? <laughs> Which one's Vito? Vito is the uh, uh, the 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 gay mobster. Oh, gone. 
Yeah, definitely gone. Uh, Johnny Cake's also gone. <laughs> uh, what about the bouncer uh, who can't oh, get who the Tony phone to work? Eating up. <laughs> um, I think he stays and. <laughs> Like, I don't know why I think he stays, but I think it would just frustrate Tony so much. All right. We've talked about this for too long, but this I'm could sorry. honestly be an entire podcast, yep, I think, where be... we just go through entire shows and decide who gets snapped who gets away. Snapped or not All right, yet. The Office, Sean. Who gets snapped away? Uh, Okay. Snapped away. Yeah. Who I'm who gonna... doesn't survive the snap? Uh, Stanley gone for sure. Stanley for sure gone. Creed stays. Uh-huh. Um, Mindy Kaling gone. Mindy Kaling for sure gone. <laughs> uh, Ryan stays. Uh, uh, Michael's, Michael's, Amy Ryan's character gone, goes. Yeah. <laughs> but Jan Levinson Gould stays. Uh. What about the toothless guy from the Hunger Games? I think he also goes. With a toothless guy? Helms. Ed Helms. Oh, I think yeah. Helms oh, is gone. The scarecrow guy, gone. The scarecrow guy, gone. On the real show. The scarecrow guy. Jim? Yeah. Oh, Jim stays. Pam goes, Pam. though, I think. No, you know Pam what? Goes. Pam Pam stays. Jim goes, I think. Jim goes. <laughs> Karen stays. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight stays. The farm goes though weirdly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. NBC snapped that away real quick after that pilot. All right, um, Sean. Yes. Our next story: The Lakers yes. hired or are hiring Tyron Lue. Do yes. you want to know how we know this? Because yeah, TMZ leaked, leaked a photo of him blowing out a birthday cake that was a Lakers-themed birthday cake. Oh, oh that's right. That's incredible. <laughs> I forgot that that happened yesterday because I, like, I looked at the picture and it honestly felt like, like a fever dream. <laughs> like he had a Laker cake? Uh-huh. And oh, it said, no. happy birthday, I, coach. <laughs> you do you remember when he was hospitalized just about a year ago? Yes, I do. He was going to change his life. He was going to stop eating so much sugar. And go- look, okay, I want to get to this right now. Tyron Lou coached LeBron for two years. His hair went gray. Mm-hmm. He aged twenty years. Yeah, in the two he years- and Kevin Love both look like they saw a ghost. Yeah. They were both hospitalized in their final year with LeBron. And Kevin Love at least was there since 2014. Tyron Lue was there, but he's, he was only in charge of LeBron for a little over two years. And it, it almost killed him. He had to like drastically change his diet, and he made a big deal about how he couldn't have sugar anymore. Now he's not only going back to LeBron, he's going back to a decadent birthday cake. <laughs> Like, what is going to happen when he is in charge of L.A. LeBron, more difficult than Cleveland LeBron, and his boss is now Rob Palinka, a worse boss than Dan Gilbert? <laughs> Wait a second. Are we sure Rob Palinka is a worse boss than Dan Gilbert? You know what? Isn't 
Okay, in no, office no. terminology, isn't yeah. isn't uh, Rob Palenka essentially um, Michael Scott and uh, fucking Dan Gilbert is Robert Sacramento or whatever? Oh, Robert, Robert California, yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was easier for him when he had David Griffin as his real yes. boss. But that last year, once that filter was taken away, like Colby Altman wasn't his boss. No. He was answering to Nick Gilbert, Dan Gilbert's <laughs> son. He was answering to the Rocket Mortgage app. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Uh here's a by the way question. So his boss was LeBron in both cases. Let's yeah. let's be clear about Here's that. my question though. Actually, is LA Laker LeBron actually harder to coach than Cleveland LeBron? Cuz doesn't it seem like LeBron's a little checked out actually? <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like like LeBron is sort of more difficult but has 10% of the follow through he had in Cleveland. Yeah. Cuz in Cleveland it was like he wanted to do what he wanted, but he wanted to like hide it and suggest like he didn't want to recruit a free agent he just wanted to like lobby indirectly and now, now he's just like really upfront to be like dude let's trade for anthony davis and then they don't and he's like whatever man i'm just gonna <laughs> sit out the last 15 games i got <laughs> well even his statement about um we should probably talk about this i meant to include this joey um mm-hmm. LeBron finally spoke out about Magic Johnston. Oh, he did? Instead of just hit, yeah, shaking we'll, his head and being like, damn, what? All fake in yeah, front of right, cameras? Exactly. Like, <laughs> and then like congratulating a bunch of like Division II sports champions. <laughs> LeBron's so weird. It's a, it's a strange place he has on social media. Also, um, how great have the Eastern Conference playoffs been? Now that he's just not there anymore. Um, okay, so so LeBron, the reason he didn't say anything in the press is that he waited until an episode of HBO's The Shop. Mm-hmm. And, With Seth uh, Rogen from the new movie Long yes. Shot. I don't know, well, Seth Sean. Rogen was on The Shop and Jesus and Miro. Sean, I don't know if you know this, but um, Seth Rogen has never been with a hot woman in a movie before, especially one that's very tall and blonde and tan. No, never, never. Yeah, this is it's, this is an entirely new genre for Seth Rogen. It's a, it's a, it's an absolute <laughs> long shot. He <laughs> just wouldn't think that a, a guy who's like kind of kind of fat, uh, goofy, makes a lot of jokes would <laughs> end up with a <laughs> one of the hottest women on earth. It's a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> Marijuana, <laughs> a gay joke. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so harsh on Seth Rogen. I actually like Seth Rogen. Generally, fine. Generally enjoys yeah. works. <laughs> it's just That's funny to sell this one differently, where it's just yeah. like this time he's with a hotter Catherine Heigl. <laughs> You think Seth Rogen's like I would I, w- I would never be with a woman that old. <laughs> this time Catherine Heigl is Secretary of State. <laughs> you know that's the plot of the movie, right? Oh yeah. Well the <laughs> other thing that like 
really comes up, he realizes that um, I think Charlie Theron is just really into comedy. Yeah. Because she was, when she did the Bill Simmons podcast, she was just like, oh man, making that terrible Western with Seth MacFarlane. He was so kind. Maybe she just so likes fun. people named Seth. Maybe that's it. That's <laughs> um, uh, Her okay, favorite so player, me... Seth Curry. Seth Curry, yeah. <laughs> Remember when he, for a couple of minutes, exceeded his brother? And then you know what? went back to his normal. You know what? I'm starting to feel sick again, enough. Sean. I'm starting sorry, to feel sorry. sick. I might have to hop off the pod and oh, just no, there no, rerun. No, no. <laughs> Look, the the Warriors came closer to winning their curry bad curry game than the Portland did with their good curry game. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. Um. All right. Let's all right, talk so about. Oh, here's LeBron's yeah, yeah. quote. I came here to be a part of the Lakers organization after having a conversation with Magic. So it was weird for him to just be like, nah, I'm out of here. And not even have no like, hey, LeBron, it's Magic. Kiss my ass. I'm gone. It wasn't even that. Uh, so he apparently found out from his business partner, Randy Mims, mm-hmm. and then confirmed the news by looking at his phone. But see, that's then- him faking it again, because that's him... Fucking that's no, there's no chance that's how that happened. But and also, like, again, that's him pretending that documentary is real that they were filming, exactly. where he was looking at his phone, being like, "Oh, damn, what, what right. is happening? Damn, oh now, my do- god, what is happening on my phone right now? Jeez, mm-hmm. yeah. Louise." <laughs> It's so. It's oh, so magic did what? Oh my god! <laughs> that is crazy. Almost on. Sheesh! I can't believe he quit. Oh Sheesh. my god! Have you seen this cameras? Magic Johnson just quit. Oh wow! I did not know this was happening. <laughs> Also, the photo that Complex has... Hold on. have to call my friend Bugs Bunny to tell him the news about Magic Johnson quitting. Can I tell you the guests on this episode of The Shop were, by the way? Seth Rogen was one of them. Oh, I know who they are, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Travis Scott. Uh Uh-huh. Pharrell. Sicko mode himself. Uh Uh-huh. Don Cheadle. Wait, hold on. Pharrell. Yeah. Was he wearing that hat in the barbershop? That I'm not. Yeah, because you would think he would have to be hatless. Does he still wear that Arby's hat? Yes. He does? Wow. He must be so bald now. You know what I mean? He he must have started going bald so early. He must be Santana level bald where you have to wear a hat that big. Oh, my God. Look, Santana. Have like, I ever like mentioned my? Great... Have, oh, have I ever mentioned my Santana theory? That no. Santana must be so bald now that he lost his like his eyebrows are gone because his hat is so low it also covers his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he like? Do you think he like plucked him too much? He's like too vain, and they never grew back. No, I think he has male, male pattern baldness in his <laughs> eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, and that's what the song "Smooth" is actually mm-hmm. about. It's about yeah, it's about being hair. hairless. Yeah, being hairless. <laughs> um, yeah, the other guests were Don Cheadle, Lonzo Ball, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Jimmy. Do you say Fallon? Iovine? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iovine. It's a little cross promotion from some of HBO's other programming. Mm-hmm. I heard he's defiant. So let me let me give you an even faker beginning of the clip, the beginning of the quote. My right hand comes to me and says, magic just stepped down. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of my face. You bullshitting. I go check my phone. I look at it. The shit happened. Come on, man. That LeBron's cursing is very unconvincing in know. these settings. It's like um, it feels like he has to curse because he's in a barbershop. Mm-hmm. And he heard that there's cursing in barbershops because he also hasn't right. had his hair cut by someone who didn't cost. It wasn't like two thousand dollars onto his head. <laughs> no, I mean like, what does LeBron need a haircut? Come on, man. <laughs> He's um, only adding hair. He's never removing hair. <laughs> there's our title of the episode. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah, that's Tyrone Liu coaching the Lakers. Joey, do you think this will be successful? No. No. But uh, you know what? At least he's not a sex predator. Yeah, he's not Jason Kidd. Or he's Luke, not Walton. Luke Walton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just saying, like, they could have been. The funniest thing about the search, though, is apparently they preferred Monty Williams, and I think LeBron maybe just wanted Tyrone Liu. But I think they just thought they would just get Monty Williams, but they didn't make him a contract Lakers exceptionalism, dude. Yeah, to just be like, yeah, he wants to come here, and then the Suns were like, hey, um, we'd really like you to be our coach. coach. Do you want to sign this five-year contract? (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, Devin Booker, I don't know. And then he's like, well, I guess that's better than no offer at all. Hey, I want to say something about Devin Booker real quick. Yeah. Uh, hey, Hulu has live sports ads. Uh, uh, it bums me out that you think Devin Booker is on the same level as Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, and Giannis. Please stop it. <laughs> Aren't we talking about basically half of the top six in the MVP voting this <laughs> yeah. year? And then a guy who played on like a 21-win team? Yeah. All right, we really buried the lead here. Um, Sean, our yes. man Miles Plumley, mm-hmm. uh, who we all know his nickname, according to basketball reference, is uh, quote unquote purveyor of fun. That is correct. Uh, has a mixtape on YouTube where he was a competitive unicyclist. <laughs> it's it's very weird. But you know what? I gotta say. Now that I know he can ride the unicycle, the purveyor of fun nickname makes a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? It absolutely makes more sense. And also, (laughs) having seen the mixtape of him doing unicycle tricks, including riding a unicycle off the roof of a house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty legit. And honestly, um, Joey, we have talked about what players what NBA players we think would enjoy the Burning Man experience before. 
Yeah, we I probably said the Plumleys. I don't think Miles... Did. did we mention him? Because Miles really did go last summer. He did? He did. <laughs> what? He, he said it was the culmination... So it was. he was turning 30, so he decided he was going to Black Rock City. He said... It was the culmination of a journey I feel like I've been on for the last couple of years, trying to realize who I am and what makes me special. I just feel like I have a newfound confidence in who Miles Plumley really is and a new love for myself. Okay, question, It's like a Sean. utopian society, but out of a Dr. Seuss book. Okay, question, Sean. Mm-hmm. Did Miles Plumley ride his unicycle naked at Burning Man? I think 100%. I think he did, too! Yeah. Although he says he rode a bike, actually. Well, uh, okay, but I bet also he... weird detail. Um, <laughs> oh, he brought an wait, RV. Hold on, what? Yeah. There's going to be a weirder detail than Miles Plumley went to Burning Man for his thirtieth well, birthday. <laughs> yeah. So he brought. He went with his girlfriend, and he brought an RV, but they didn't. It it like fucked up, and it didn't have any power. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Okay, so they rigged an AC unit up through the camper's window. I don't understand how that worked. Replacing the duct tape when the desert heat melted the tape. Mm-hmm. They slept under coats and blankets to combat the frigid evenings and bathed exclusively with baby wipes and coconut oil. He said, it's such an arid climate. By the end of the week, I didn't smell. And then he said, the RV without electricity, it's a living coffin. That doesn't sound like he was purveying fun at Burning Man at all. It does not. It does not. But he said that... (laughs) Oh, everybody knows that fun thing. Sleeping in a coffin. (laughs) (laughs) He said the common bond between human being and human being there, it's different. And he wanted to take that to his team. Which is very noble for a third string center uh, Who's acquired. also probably the highest paid guy on the team, right? He has to be. Oh, I think Bazemore makes more than him, okay. but that's it. Second highest paid. Yeah. You know who makes um, more sense at Burning Man? Kent Bazemore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he lives in Burning Manhattan. Man. He rides bikes across the Brooklyn Bridge all the time. Uh, the videos of him working out are crazy, Joey. It's just him like freehanding up ropes and doing... Stunts. Sean, I have a question for you. Are you trying he's to make like us day- like Miles Plumley Plumley? I now? like Miles Plumley now because he's <laughs> like he's weirdly like his life seems like he's like steroid David Byrne. <laughs> he's just riding his bike around Williamsburg. Alright, I lied. Um, That's now the uh title of the episode. <laughs> uh but also He's just like super into the idea that now that he ha- he signed like a crazy fifty million dollar contract, the thing he's excited about is he's like, um, he's really jealous because Marshall used his NBA money to get a custom bike, mm-hmm. and Miles was like, "Whoa, I can totally do that." <laughs> and he apparently won several local unicycle competitions. And he said, up until my sophomore year of high school, people knew me more for unicycling than they did for basketball. I don't understand how that's possible. I do. There was, I grew up in a town of like 2000 or whatever. 
Uh, and there was one girl who rode a unicycle, and it would be like, hey, there's that unicycle girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess if he was like a champion, too. Um, he's apparently not allowed to unicycle, but the Hawks just don't, like, like no NBA player is allowed to. That's hilarious. But the Hawks are just like, eh, let him do it. Right. And apparently he has four skateboards in Atlanta. Um... <laughs> All right. He also has a massage guru and basically like he has a masseuse who just like stomps on him for two hours. And he said, all my flexibility and range of motion went through the roof. I felt like I was buying stats in NBA 2K. He never plays. That's the other thing. He (laughs) never plays. (laughs) Uh, and he also kickboxes with Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. God damn. Miles Plumley. I'm look, I like him better than any of the other Plumleys and better than any of the Zellers and better than the Hansbros. Yeah, uh, all all fair. Although you know what? Mason's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, Mason's tight. All the Plumleys are tight. I I can't believe I've come around Marshall to this. Marshall ran to that game that one time. And he has like a sick-ass custom bike. Like, <laughs> seems like a really fun family, I gotta say. Um. All right, another thing we would be remiss if we didn't mention. Uh, Jim Boylan got a contract extension. Fuck. He yes. must be so jacked and juiced, dude. He's jacked and juiced. How do you think he celebrated? Oh, a bowl of dry cereal, of course. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, now, does this mean, Joey, that Gar Foreman read our letters asking him to extend? I contract? certainly hope so. He did, too. Um, dearest Gar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to read any of these Jokic quotes before we... Yeah, just real quick. Um, Jokic... One of the one of the I would say, well, I mean, he's is he the breakout star in the Western Conference? I think he is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so officially, he's listed at two hundred and fifty pounds, but he says he's playing between two seventy five and two eighty because it's his preferred playing weight. Yeah, you know um, what? I my license says that I'm one fifty, but I'm you know. I'm at probably 165 right now, and it's because I prefer to be 15 pounds overweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it is funny to put a lie to that because uh, it's weird because Zion, like, if you just went by every NBA player's listed weight, Zion Williamson would have been the second heaviest player in the NBA, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. But only Boban was officially listed as heavier than him. Mm-hmm. LeBron is probably heavier than Zion, let's be honest. Apparently LeBron weighed over 300 pounds while he was rehabbing yeah. his groin. <laughs> not rehabbing his groin. It was like, yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, that's like one and a half Seth Rogans. Um, yeah, that, oh, that totally is. Yeah, I can see a Donis. I see a movie. You know, it's okay if you weigh too much, LeBron. A blonde lady will definitely fall in love with you. She'll, she'll, she'll definitely fuck you. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. I'm actually, I like Seth Rogen. In fact, I've only heard positive things. In fact, like, like, seems like a really nice guy. 
uh, like kind of pretty generous with his time, honestly. Um, so Jokic right, said, Jokic quotes were Jokic said 42 when got, minutes. Yeah. When he got to Denver, he said, there were not any muscles. Now we're on 292, but I have a couple of muscles. To be honest, I like to be a little heavier, like how I am right now. I was lighter than this, say 15 pounds, but I didn't feel right because the guys are pushing me. I was not that heavy. I was light. I just need a little more weight to keep up with those guys. And, uh, so he famously used to drink a two liter of Coke. Three liters. Three, oh, three liters of Coke every day and just like ball out with his brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, but when he finally flew to Denver to join the Nuggets, um, he quit drinking Coke. But I believe the story is that he just like housed a two liter of Coke, threw it away and was like, no more. Yeah, I think that's the story, too. And they asked him about quitting soda, and he said, I think it's just mental. Like, don't let Coke be stronger than you. I'll tell you one thing. Someone who knows a lot of addicts, uh, Uh that's not how it works (laughs) when it comes to quitting Coke. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, dude, he's he's ruling. He's, He's great. Just like a big old butter sculpture wrecking shop all right and then our final news story uh Mm. we're not going to talk about this too long but the lopez twins made a godzilla commercial with puppets and mascots yes and here's my question for you sean um did we did we make that real i i kind of feel like you heard the phrase like oh a, a a dream is a wish your heart makes. Yeah. <laughs> like, is a commercial a wish your podcast makes? Because I like I I legitimately was sober when I watched it and was like, did I accidentally eat an edible before this is watching the this? Second game? commercial that has like gotten into our steez though. Would you say the Clay Thompson chess one? No, was, was there's the... that Cricket Wireless commercial where they're all using my voice. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Have you not seen that? Where those weird puppets in Cricket Wireless are all going, hi, at each other? <laughs> all right, I, I guess I have to play that here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you do. Hi. Hi. Oh, <laughs> we all just got new smartphones at Cricket. Hi! Hi! Hola! Hi! Okay, bye! Bye! It's weird, dude. Um, It also makes me feel a little better for our friend Tom Sharpling, who uh, Google stole that song he wrote that one time, because maybe this is just what happens to you when you have a podcast? Yeah, well, also, we have a new patron, uh, a new Patreon and the name is just Wyden slash Kennedy. <laughs> and the thing is, they only joined at the $3 level. That just seems like... Anyway, look, we appreciate everyone who supports the show. Um, all right, should we talk about how Steph Curry sucks at basketball now? Yes, I guess it's time to do that. I don't that. know, man. I'm feeling pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, I mean, if you feel too bad, we can just cut it off right now. <laughs> We've handled all the important stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about the playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. 
data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. All right, uh, let's start with tonight's games. Uh, the Raptors kicked the shit out of the Sixers and are up 3-2. Um, yeah. My first question, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far in this series, Joel Embiid has had a sore knee, gastroenteritis, and a respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck is happening to him? I don't. Okay, so there are two possibilities here. One is that he is making excuses for his bad playoff performances, which is very possible. However, mm-hmm. do we remember what happened to Zaire Smith earlier this year? Uh, he almost died because he had a sesame allergy. <laughs> yeah, and and I was rereading the story today, and they didn't say he ate something with sesame they said he took something and it must have had sesame in it uh-huh what does that mean what kind <laughs> of like supplement has okay here's oh, this what is... <laughs> here's what i think happened actually um i think that the sixers somehow have that disease from contagion in their locker room oh yeah 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 like somebody Oh, yeah. One of the guys went to China. Uh-huh. They were served a pig mm-hmm. that ate something that fell out of, like, a monkey tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's what what's happening here. It's I think it was the only expl- explanation. <laughs> you think what? I think it might have been Greg Monroe. <laughs> Doesn't he seem like, 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 like a vector? You know what I mean? <laughs> Patient zero. Yeah. See, um, I don't know. If I were going to pick a patient zero on the Sixers roster, uh, I think it's TJ McConnell. Oh, my that God. That dude gets his hands dirty. You know what I mean? Mm. Just <laughs> does not like, wash them. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe, like, part of the process is they're like, we're cutting costs. No more hand sanitizer. <laughs> and then you're like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> that normal so- color? Yeah. You know those normal collars? He was actually using those as breathing masks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Colangelo weirdest... was the smart one. <laughs> I would I would have to say the weirdest thing that happened, though, was that after game four, when Embiid was not good, but still was like, mainly they just got their ass kicked when he got was off the court, mm-hmm. but he did not score very many points. Um Brett Brown, after the game, was like, yeah, nine hours before game time, I got a text from Joel. And it was like, yeah, I barely slept. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go tonight. Mm-hmm. And and Brett Brown, I'm sure, was like, are you kidding me? Have you seen me? I haven't slept in 13 <laughs> years except on park benches. <laughs> uh, just, I'm, just, I'm just, just walking around thinking about Kawhi, doing more Adderall, <laughs> pulling out my hair, r- just rumpling my suit. Um, but okay imagine if you called work and were like hey I know my shift's in nine hours but I'm very tired I don't know if I'm going to make it in I'm going to say if I were a boss I would say well it seems like you have time for about seven more hours of sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) like also he could just come to the team facility Like, like don't they 
Aren't there a lot of places where you could take a nap there? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe that maybe that place is tough. I mean, I guess he's in Toronto. No, they were in Philly. He was home. I, mean, I don't know, dude. It's not a. It's maybe not. He, he hasn't sleep been because he was a. Uh, maybe he has restless leg syndrome too. Could be it. Could be it. <laughs> uh, Sean, what's the next disease someone on the Sixers will suffer before um, Game f- Six? It'll probably be Embiid. What's the our disease? Friend, our friend Julian Rodriguez suggested gout, which mm-hmm. was very good. I thought maybe rickets. See, I think more gallons. <laughs> more gallons. <laughs> What I think would be great is if Joel Embiid starts getting worked by Marcus Gasol, the Raptors go up like double digits in the second quarter, and he starts trying to fake Bell's palsy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just going to really relax one half of my face. Um, our friend in the popping off Discord huh. chat, Dr. J, said... Embiid is going to claim to have whatever at Joey Devine claimed to have, so you didn't have to record a podcast after that awful Stephen Curry game. Yeah, well, you know what, Sean? I'm really not feeling well. I think I'm going to end the podcast. Yeah, we should really <laughs> just... Uh You and I also um, both accidentally like slashed up our hands this week, mm-hmm. too, in in what I, I promised was not a suicide attempt. <laughs> I managed to I managed to destroy both my hands because um I changed you were holding the holding onto a rope and someone was yeah, falling off <laughs> falling off on the ledge. <laughs> I uh I I changed the headlight in my car. Oh somebody's like, a, really a real man. <laughs> I had so much trouble with it and at one point finally managed to 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 like get the light bulb back in. And then, like, once I turned it far enough, I kept turning with my hand and just, like, wrecked it against a piece of metal, went upstairs, washed my hands, started to cook, and stabbed myself deep in the finger with a knife, like, five minutes later. (laughs) And at one point, Eloise is like, what is happening to you? You have Band-Aids on three different fingers. (laughs) I was like, god damn it. Little did she know you were actually removing your... uh... We were removing your prince. Yeah, I was, I was trying, the... trying to start a new life. Is that, <laughs> is that so wrong? Just want a fresh start. Uh, I cut my hand making soup because I was actually sick. All right. Um, <laughs> here's my question about this series, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't so true about tonight, but we didn't talk, get to talk on Monday. But Because um, mm-hmm. Kawhi was just kind of okay tonight. I mean, for half the game, he hadn't scored a point yet. But is Kawhi the best player in the NBA now? I he he is he is certainly in the I would say the top two conversation right now. Uh, With him and Kyrie Irving, right? Yeah, Kyrie Irving. That's so dependable, so clutch. Um, I think I think it's him and KD right now, and. Kawhi is like definitely way better defensively. I think you're short in Giannis, my man. Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry, top three. Sorry, I, yeah. I, I did not mean. Okay. To insult Giannis, Giannis is absolutely. Uh, Maybe yeah, it's weird. Number one, they're, they're, they they yeah, yeah, all yeah. have claims, but I mean, what Kawhi has has been doing this series is like better than any playoff series Michael Jordan ever had. 
Well, the crazy thing about Kawhi is that he's he boring doesn't to seem, watch still. <laughs> he's still kind of boring to watch. But the reason for that is that, okay, so you think of like your favorite Michael Jordan highlights, and it's when he like glides in the air or he switches the ball underneath or he's taking like a fall away jumper. Kawhi he's feels like his he's father not, murdered. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's striking out over and over again for the Birmingham Barons. Um, he's wearing but... a Hitler mustache, living with Kevin Bacon in a house. He's getting in a car accident with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Just wear the wicked hands on you. And like he's wearing like super. Gigantic. He's wearing like Shaq's jeans. Yeah, and his and eyeballs are the like his eyeballs are <laughs> like the shot. color of like uh, the pinkest brownish pink you can ever imagine. Yeah. He's like he's just like lurking. He's super wasted. He's just lurking next to a bachelorette party <laughs> that accidentally wandered near a golf course, and Charles Oakley's making eyes at somebody, <laughs> and it's really creepy. All my favorite Michael Jordan. <laughs> To the, all the highlights, all the highlights. Anyway, um, uh, he's the uh, the. Oh, we forgot uh, crying at Hall of Fame. Crying anyway, at Hall of Fame. crying uh, and yelling at people. Um, photoshopped but- into <laughs> the hair of a presidential candidate. <laughs> uh, but but some of the Kawhi things are like boring but amazing. Because he doesn't seem to be subject to momentum a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he'll be charging down the floor and he'll just kind of stomp. And it's like he didn't even lean. It's like he has those, the boots they wear in the face-off prison. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's very effective. But it's also not like, I can't really imagine the Kawhi Gatorade commercial, you know? It's just like and and the way his giant hands will like snatch the ball away from people is also amazing and boring. Okay, sure. Where Sean, it's like, oh now I have it. If the <laughs> if Kawhi Leonard is in the face off prison, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's Caster Troy. Yes. Who is his weird brother, Pollux Troy? Ooh. That's is interesting. it Danny Green? I think it's Danny Green because he has like the It's either opposite. him or Siakam, right? <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's Danny Green because you want like as we all know, Nicolas Cage and whoever the actor was who played Pollux Troy based their characters on the brothers from the documentary Crumb. Mm-hmm. The Crumb brothers. Which, which John Woo maybe did or did not understand, but still greenlit because he was afraid of Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you need, I feel like Danny Green has more of a, uh, Crumb's brother feeling to him than Siakam. See, to me, he has less of one because he seems a lot more, Danny Green really seems to have his, uh, his head screwed on straight. You know what I mean? He's been so good for that team. I honestly, I think it might be Kyle Lowry. He's got the oh. most crumb brother feel where he's like, <laughs> like destroyed. Uh-huh. And, and like, could you imagine a, like if, if you had heard that Kyle Lowry like was slowly eating a piece of cloth to clean out his insides, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that 
Seems like that might be a way to get over all those playoff losses, I guess. All right, Sean, here's my question. Mm -hmm. What does Philly do when they lose game six, which they are definitely going to do? Um, It's weird. You wrote that? Yeah. I I think you're selling the weird Raptors stuff a little little too short. Yeah. You know, it might, it I mean, might just be. Couldn't like, you see Kyle Lowry dribbling the ball off his foot out of bounds, like he's on like, five straight possessions to end like, the game six? He's like especially psyched out in Philly, uh-huh. where it's like, oh, you kind of choked in college here too. Like Toronto, it's only you know professional failures. Philadelphia, <laughs> it's like deeper. Uh, yeah, they could absolutely win. Also, like maybe Joel Embiid will get like eight hours of sleep one of these next two nights. You know, I mean, that could really go a long way. What if he? What if he just gets a flu shot? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just take, drink an emergency. Yeah, <laughs> invented by doctor, a doctor or something. I but don't know. a teacher, a teacher. Sorry. If they do lose Game Six, yeah, what's going to happen to the Philadelphia 76ers? Because this series is very strange. Uh, because neither of these teams might ever exi- might not ever exist again as they're no, currently it's constructed. So, it's <laughs> so many free agents. Um, okay, so with the Raptors, the weird thing is they desperately want Kawhi to come back. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But if Kawhi come, if Kawhi does not come back, they desperately want Marcus to also leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because otherwise they're stuck with. Uh, Kawhi, Gasol, and Ibaka making like $82 million next year. I have an idea for what they should do. The Raptors, that is. Yeah. No matter what happens here, they should trade Kyle Lowry for Mike Conley Jr. Oh my god. What a good move. Imagine how much better this team would be. (laughs) Also, Mike Conley would probably make an all-star team finally. Also, imagine... Imagine the look of of pure despair on Jonas Valanciunas's face. <laughs> oh no! He's like, I thought, I thought, me and my new friend Delon were gonna have a new life in this American <laughs> city. Um, but Philly, if and when they lose, what happens? Uh. It's weird because it's it's so volatile. I think they still try to run it back, but I could see them potentially. Well, Jimmy Butler is the guy who is most likely to not come back in that. Which scenario. is weird because he's been easily their best player, easily the most reliable player. <laughs> like he's like a grown up, he's playing he's defense, jacked and juiced. He doesn't have he's the got swine an awesome flu. Soul. <laughs> I look, I love this guy, mm-hmm. but I don't know if after watching this series, I would be willing to pay to pay Tobias Harris a maximum contract. <laughs> also, here's my question. I know a lot of teams have space, but mm-hmm. uh, what team in the NBA is going to be paying Tobias Harris a max deal? Uh, the New York Knicks. Yeah, that's it. Because they're going to strike out on both those dudes. <laughs> that's the that's the secret. Because I kind of think with Durant, 
the fact that everybody is talking about him going to the Knicks means he won't is enough go there, to make yeah. him not go to the Knicks. Like, yeah. like even if he wanted to go to the Knicks, the guy at the Rockets came chanting he's a New York troll number one. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's Katie's number thing. One thing he's yes. weirdly a <laughs> troll now. <laughs> he used to be the nicest man in the NBA, and now he's he's a troll who doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. Except for uh, his brainwash doc, his brainwash agent, Rich Kleinman. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, when the Warriors hire him to replace Bob Myers, when Bob <laughs> Myers goes to the Lakers, AD is going to stay. Uh, I think the Sixers should think about trading Ben Simmons. I've uh, I have uh, been off of that. I have not been on that bandwagon until this series. Yep. But watching them, if they keep Jimmy Butler, you can't have Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. And you can How get much... something good for Ben Simmons. Here's the thing. How many shots do you think Ben Simmons took tonight? I don't know, like 12? Uh, Lower. Seven? Lower. Four? Five. Jesus five Christ. shots tonight. In the entire series, he has taken... He was seven for eight in game one. I mean, this was especially low, but he is taking eight shots a game. And tonight he had as many field goal attempts as turnovers. Here's the thing about Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's Blake Griffin, dude. <laughs> Like he and needs his own thing away no, from. No, I think he's a big man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Embiid there, you can't really play him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's not yeah. as good a rebounder as Blake Griffin, but he's a better ball handler and a better passer. And Blake Griffin is good at both of those things. Well, you know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. And he's certainly a better defender. But like, don't you think Ben Simmons could be like? better Draymond Green if he was playing the four and the five. Well, he's still really good defensively. He, I don't know if he's good at posting guys up, but he's also in his second season. Yeah. So he pretty much, well, third season, sorry. Respect Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think they need to not think he's a point guard. I think they need to, I think it would really help their team structurally if they even had like if they had like a DJ Augustin, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a just a just a guy who was actually a point guard. Yeah. All right. Uh, We got to move on. We well, also also Ben Simmons, I think like I don't I don't think he needs to shoot threes, but he needs to shoot seven footers Yes, like that that he needs to do. (laughs) Um, all right, and before we move on, uh, let's just all acknowledge that Marcus All's tight and always has been tight. Yeah, he kicked he fucking kicking Love ass. Marcus All. Alright, the Nuggets are up three two. Both these games were boring tonight. Probably shouldn't have started with these. Yeah, but let's talk about the one from the other night. Yeah, there there have been th- three games since we recorded last yes. crazily. Um, yeah. Including one that went four overtimes where mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic played sixty five minutes. Which is so crazy. Uh, and you and I were in a group chat. Mm-hmm. And 
What was wrong with these coaches in this game, Sean? Okay, so I've this has always <laughs> been a weird pet peeve of mine because teams uh, coaches are very reluctant to sub in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why that is. If, if Mike Malone like, makes a sub, they win this game by like eight. <laughs> because right? <laughs> Because, because he, he has just, way more players, first off. He, Everyone he, had played yeah. 60 minutes. And look, again, Mason Plumley <laughs> is not a great NBA player. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you had played an entire game and mm-hmm. then a guy who'd played 20 minutes came, who all he does is run really, really hard and jump really hard, yeah, you a, would want to die. <laughs> He could dunk on like a twelve foot hoop. Like, like there are a lot of unsubtle things to Mason Plumlee's game, but he is like dime store Jokic. And also, like, oh, were they were they worried about missing Jokic's stellar defense? <laughs> Jokic was not good in those overtimes because he was so also, tired. I was honestly just... worried Jokic was going to die. Yes. His brain clearly shut down like a runner. He was throwing Mm -hmm. passes just to where people weren't even near standing. (laughs) But, like, like, how do you not take him out for a minute? (laughs) I don't know. You have, have, I think you get three timeouts in each overtime. And then Terry Stotts also did this. Terry Stotts didn't put a sub until until the fourth quarter. I mean, the fourth overtime. Both and, these teams have competent benches. Well, with Terry, I don't know if Portland really does. I mean, I guess they have what, like, Zach Collins, Collins and Rodney Hood, Curry, I guess. But he's Rodney Hood. Hood. I get not yeah. wanting to put Rodney Hood into a game. You know what I mean? But putting Rodney Hood into the game won it for exactly. them. Exactly. In the fourth overtime. But you know who's better but, than Rodney Hood? Like, uh, half of the Nuggets bench. <laughs> well, just imagine rested 22 year old Malik Beasley <laughs> just 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 give him the ball at half court and have him just run at the basket Monty Morris and his canter like couldn't walk Sean Monty Morris does not turn the ball over <laughs> in games when he's not as t- when he's equally as tired as everyone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. imagine if you put in a guy who never turns the ball over against People who've been running as hard as they could for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> Here's my other question. What was the, like, insane rim protection that the Portland Trailblazers had on the floor that would prevent you from just sending one of your many 23 and under, <laughs> you know, slashing guards to the hoop? Like, maybe you're worried about defense, I guess, but they're really tired, too. Anyway, it was insane. Um, and eventually, Portland put in Rodney Hood, and he scored seven points over the sleepy-ass Nuggets. Uh, CJ McCollum was also great. Yeah, corny as hell, though. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> it, the game it the game it reminded me of, Joe, you remember this, uh... After Mark Jackson the, in 2013? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. The Warriors played game one. Again, game one yeah. of a seven-game series. Uh, they played the San Antonio Spurs, and he played Steph Curry 
52 minutes and 56 seconds mm-hmm. in an overtime game, which means he rested four seconds. This was uh, <laughs> like what? A, what a year and a half. He also after. turned he his, his ankle, ankle in that rebuilt. game. <laughs> yes, of course he did. <laughs> also, that team notably had a great sixth man. <laughs> Jared Jack. Except they were playing Jared Jack all those minutes too. And I guess he also played a billion minutes. <laughs> like, like you just you either just have Jack. To... I just remember either Jack or Clay Thompson fouled out, and he put Kent Bazemore in in the last like minute and a half of overtime. <laughs> Maybe it was the whole over. It was that game's bad. Um, who was who was Mark Jackson's lead assistant? Mike Malone, baby. <laughs> But look, huh. we're being hard on Mike Malone here. Uh, but Denver won game four and then game five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, they beat the shit out of the Blazers tonight. Mm-hmm. It was insane. <laughs> well, okay. So I think what happened was people saw Jokic almost dying on the court. That is fair. But. He's not really that out of shape. He just has a weird body. He has some muscles. He said it himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, while both these teams are pretty young, the Nuggets are like like every important player besides Millsap is is 24 the, or younger. The Nuggets are, I believe they said, the seventh youngest team in playoff history. Yeah, it completely makes sense. Yeah. And <laughs> while the Blazers are also all under 30, a lot of them are like turning 29 this summer, yeah. you know? Um, so it actually, it makes sense that also they have Floyd Landis blood. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, they're up there. Um, yeah, they play in a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Just like and- Floyd Landis, who was not using steroids at all. <laughs> yeah. Not one bit. I read his book. <laughs> I did not read his follow-up book, however, so I'm not. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I had one question. Is C.J. McConnell potentially tanking this series because McCollum. he's afraid of Kevin Durant breaking his spirit again? No, because C.J.'s been fine. He actually um, has been pretty good. The Blazers just aren't. Look, there are a lot of Blazers fans who listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of Blazer fans are my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we like the Blazers a lot. We do. Um, but they don't have that many good players. <laughs> no. And I think we said this before. They were great in the first round. Yes. Against- and that got... A lot of our Bla- a lot of Blazers people's hopes up that they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, but um, the Oklahoma City Thunder were not good at basketball. And you got to think about how Paul George and Russell Westbrook have been performing the playoffs. I mean, for Paul last- George also had surgery on his shoulder to report, re- repair a torn rotator cuff today, so mm-hmm. he was playing with a shoulder that did not work. Yes. Yes, and Ennis Cantor also has an injured shoulder, but he is the like the sixth most important Blazer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, anyway, the Blazers should feel really good about what they've accomplished, and in fact, could totally win this series. They probably yes. have a 
30% chance of winning the series. 100%. Something the like Nuggets that. are going to choke game six. I know it. I know the Nuggets. Yeah, they're, they're going they're, to Portland. <laughs> it's going to be a close game, and they are going to turn the ball over I mean, at they, the end. <laughs> they choked game six of their previous series. Yeah. Um, against a team that's not as good as the Blazers. But, yeah. Um, but also... Um, I do kind of feel like this series has given a lot of Blazer fans like encephalitis, some kind of brain fever. Uh-huh. Like um, those you know that um parasite that like gets in ants' brains and then mm-hmm. makes the ant go to the top of the blade of grass so they get eaten by the sheep and then uh it gets in the sheep's brain. You know yes. that one? Yeah, sort of seems like a lot of Blazers fans have that ant parasite, and that and that sheep is like the official NBA refs Twitter yeah. account. <laughs> yeah, because because look, officiating can be inconsistent. Uh, Jokic is kind of a bully, but uh, he's not he just, though. <laughs> he's just a he's just, big. He's just oaf. big. He's just big. He's big. <laughs> And also, like, like if he is hitting people, it's kind of like, well, that that is a center in the NBA playoffs you're talking about. So it's like it just you're never going to succeed. Think complaining that the other team is playing too hard or too rough, which is also what Draymond Green basically explicitly said at the end of game four, where he was like. They were more physical than us. They weren't playing dirty. Here's, here's another thing I would like to explain to Blazers fans. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we love you so much. Uh, it's yeah. not even really you. I get it. I get all of these things. Um, and also, to be clear, most of the Blazers fans in, uh, like, say, in our Patreon are not the people acting this way. <laughs> and actually are being pretty hilarious about their own team. Yeah. But... Uh, can I explain how television works really quickly? Um, <laughs> the announcers are not rooting for the Nuggets by talking about the Nuggets all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason they are talking about the Nuggets all the time is because the Blazers have been in the playoffs like for five straight years, mm-hmm. and the casual NBA viewer knows who they all are. Uh, the mm. Nuggets have been on national TV like seven times in three years. Yes. Uh, and casual NBA fans do not at all know who any of these people are. So they have yes. to like explain, like, this guy's good at this thing, and that guy's good at that thing. Mm-hmm. And their main player uh, has a weird, crazy name, and he's from Serbia. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Um, that is why they're talking about the Nuggets so much. Not Doris Burke is not rooting for the Nuggets over the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another, just on a personal note, um, I flew into Denver and was at the airport for like two hours. Oh my god, are you possessed? It was crazy. It's it's <laughs> it's somehow the biggest airport I've ever been in. Oh um, uh, yeah. And uh did you see also, the weird fascism mural? I did. Mm-hmm. It was also there's like an entire mall just in the middle and the terminal is like 
I don't know, three or four miles long, straight ahead, one level. It's Does weird. Peyton Manning still do the Welcome to the Denver Airport recording on the in the tram? I didn't see that, but I saw um, John Elway's Steakhouse. Oh, no, but uh, when you're in the weird tram to go from terminal to terminal, it'll be like, and play like a guitar, and then it'll be like, hi, this is Peyton Manning. Welcome to the Denver Airport. I should have taken the tram because I ended up walking and taking moving sidewalks, and it was very, very oh, that's fun. That's a mistake. Between you got to take, you got to take the tram. I just, just, just leave and take the tram. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's was like also... a. It's so big. There's like a muni inside of it, Sean. Okay, that's what I need to do. Uh, Especially if I can hear Peyton Manning welcoming me, I'm very into that. I can't remember. It, they might have had Brock Osweiler do it. I can't remember if they changed it with. The... <laughs> well, it's going to be Joe Flacco now. Yeah, yeah, it might be. I swear to God. Um, anyway, oh, look, what if it's Jokic, dude? Yeah. Welcome to the Denver. <laughs> I can't do the, his voice. All right. Um, is there anything we want to say more we want to say about this series? Um, I want to read this Discord thing. Okay. Lucas Shock said, remember when Bill Russell would sit down with Duncan or KG? When do we get a Jokic interview with Big Country or Eddie Curry? I love it. Love it. Like a bit, like a big, big man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Throwing also, it back to the court. yeah. This series ain't over, my dude. Uh, nope. I'm not counting Damian Lillard out of this yet. I'll be honest. Portland should be favored in Game Six. Yeah, I would say. Uh, and Game Seven will be tough because it's hard to play in Denver. But you know. All right. Um, the Rockets are tied with the Warriors too, too, Sean. Yeah. You know what? I'm really not feeling good. Um. <laughs> Are we sure we want to fit? I, we're at an hour 20. Do we have to keep going? No, we should just, we should just stop right now. We'll talk about yeah, it later. Yeah, I, I'm really you need not. to get some rest. Yeah, I ate. maybe I'm allergic to sesame seeds, and it was in hey, some kind of supplement Joel I took. <laughs> the typhoid Mary of the NBA. Uh, but seriously, Sean, what is wrong with Stephen Curry? It's weird, because I I got in, and I was like watching the game on my phone and I basically got to watch on a real TV, the fourth quarter on. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a very typical 2018 Warriors game where they just seemed like they were half-assing it a little bit. Right. This game three. Yeah. Um, and I swear, I think I only watched the fourth quarter in overtime and I think I watched Curry miss five layups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, just a thing he's normally really good at. Like, mm-hmm. say what you will about Steph Curry in any respect, but uh, good at making layups traditionally. Yeah. And uh, uh, he, Sean, he's also not hitting threes either. He's not. But the thing that really stood out was like, like he was getting to the basket. He was getting past guys. Some of the shots were contested, but uh like if he if he'd been one of them in the fourth quarter, they would have just won the game outright. And and then at the end of the game, a terrible sequence. The Rockets were up five, oh, up three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond Green. Essential. Look, I'm not I'm not trying to ref bait, but on this one, James Harden essentially stepped on Draymond Green's chest. You know what though? <laughs> you know lay. what? Yeah. You're you're just not getting charge calls though in that situation. You just don't. 
I, I'm not, was... look, I am not willing right. to be, right. look, You're right. You're we right. just complained about other people complaining about the refs. I'm right. not, right. look, you got to try and contest that shot. Like you just do. I'm like, just, I'm just saying you, you watch, you watch the clip and it's, uh, it's just amazing how much he steps on him. That's all. Uh, anyway, but, but regardless, Rockets go up five. Steph Curry takes the ball with determination, blows past the Rockets defense and then inexplicably decides he's going to dunk the ball. And Steph is Which, look, not good. I can explain what was going through his mind here, though. No, he he almost never dunks. He often gets blocked by the rim when he dunks. But there was there was no one there at all. But look, I can explain what was going on through going through his mind here. Yeah. Uh, he missed like nine wide open layups all game. Mm-hmm. So he got in his own head. About, and he was mad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, about layups. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure this one goes in. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's not good at dunking. And he missed and he just, he just doesn't have that much of a leap. I, the thing I was wondering is, at what point did he realize what a meme he was going to become? Oh, immediately. Because definitely dude. after, I think I think it was like two thirds of the way up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you Here's know, here's my bigger question with mm-hmm. what happened in that game. Yes, uh, they're only down four at that point, right? Five, five, yes. and yeah. the Rockets have the ball back, and there's still fifteen some, seconds left. Yeah, there's still some time in, left in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Why did the Warriors just straight up give up? <laughs> that was not the correct decision uh, because uh, as you can see in game four Chris Paul and James Harden each missed a free throw yeah. allowing the Warriors to stay in the game um, I do think that that missed dunk was just soul crushing like even watching it I almost didn't even really notice that they didn't fell because I was already anticipating Twitter's reaction. And uh-huh. also when they showed the replay and Steph yelled, the Birdman's going to fly. I was like, that's, oof. that's, it's, makes it worse. Um, yeah. Um, here's, here's, what I would here's say. the thing that hurt my feelings most about this game. I'm going to yes. be honest. Uh, as again, one of America's number one, Steph Curry apologists. Um, yes. It happened. It overshadowed. It overshadowed what was maybe the most embarrassing Chris Paul game of all time, and we all he know was... how I feel about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that jump ball, uh, where oh he God. would not stop jumping before they even threw the ball up, yeah. was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in my life. Until. 30 seconds later when Steph Curry missed the wide open yeah. dunk. And again, I just I just want to say this for the record. Um, we have seen some of the worst jump balls we've ever seen in the NBA this playoffs. There was that one during the, the overtime uh, game. Blazers Nuggets one where the ref like underhand softball tossed the ball to the Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> there was that jump ball. It's just like, look, I understand people hate the possession arrow. But, like, literally anything except a jump ball. Refs, like, 
you're humiliating the refs. They already get enough abuse. It just, for whatever reason, it is really hard for them to throw the ball straight up. And also, in the playoffs, everybody is just cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, make it a possession arrow. Make it a guess the number. Make it like a trivia thing. Whatever. <laughs> Anything but a jump ball. And that was the horrifying thing about that Blazers-Nuggets game is that it had, uh, because of because of a tie-up and four overtimes, five additional hideous jump balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then game four happened, um, mm-hmm. and Steph Curry was slightly better, still yeah. missed a lot of threes, but, uh, yes. w- had a really good first quarter, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, yeah, really good f- first quarter, Get we're getting layups. that, we're getting that Steph, that fuck you Steph game, and then he just disappeared again for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and then also Clay Thompson was terrible, and then everyone yep. realized, Wait a second. Clay Thompson's also been terrible this whole series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um So my question, Sean. The yeah. fuck is happening to uh, uh this the uh the Splash Bros, if you will. Which again, terrible nickname. We all know I'm yeah. on the record with hating hate that nickname. Yeah. Um so my theory was that Clay had maybe been this happens sometimes when he's outside a legal weed state for too long. <laughs> which is why I was so confident if they got past the Rockets, they'd be playing their road games in either Portland or Denver, which is great for Clay. Mm-hmm. Um somebody in the Discord brought up that uh Clay cannot purify himself in the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. like he did during the Clippers series, because if he dove into Galveston Bay uh, to, he would get a flesh-eating virus. It's it's pretty dirty down there. Um, I don't know, and I think what it is mostly is that you've you've got like a better version of what Doc Rivers used to try to do with the Clippers, like a lot of grabbing, a lot of holding, and again, not complaining about this. It's the playoffs that happens. Um. But it's bothering Steph. I don't know what's up with Clay though, because he's had some pretty good looks that I, just kind of aren't going down. I actually know what's happening. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Both Steph and Clay are insanely rhythm players, mm-hmm. and the way these playoffs have gone so far is uh, a lot of watching Durant do stuff. And I'm not blaming Durant at all because Durant mm-hmm. has been insanely incredible. But yeah. I think it's throwing them off. Uh Oh yeah, because because well the other because the it's other a thing, lot of think, isos with Durant at the top and a lot less um guarding around and stuff. Yeah, and a lot less running actions and also it with Steph in particular I think mm-hmm. he's a guy who has to dribble the ball sometimes. And he's been off the ball for two series now. Well, because and, of how the matchups have been. Uh, yeah, that's true. I would say, too, though, that um, when Steph is pressing yes, and he's, he's, he's had the worse. ball not go in yeah. a couple times, but specifically, um, Clay gets his best looks off passes from Steph. Yes. And at least in game four, there were at least three times where they were on the break 
and Steph went in for a layup, and often he hit the layup, mm-hmm. but he missed his buddy right. like flashing open on the break. And I really think those are like the money Clay Thompson. I shots. really think what's happened is uh, Steph. The entire Warriors' offense is built around Stephen Curry, and mm-hmm. the balance of power in the offense has been thrown way out of whack and it's throwing everyone off but draymond who is impossible to throw out of whack because he is like uh a wild he's like literally a joker in a deck of cards (laughs) yeah well you know i i saw some people ripping draymond for missing a layup at the end of game four but uh he he like brought them back yeah. yeah, I mean, he stretch. also he had was, a couple bad turnovers down the stretch, mm, but who? But he was mostly that's just how making he's, layups. But and, that's also just how he's going to go. Well, and also the the thing they maybe will realize at the end of the game is that when they're really aggressively pushing the pace, mm-hmm. it takes away a lot of the Houston defensive stuff. Also, um, James Harden was very good in, in Game Four, and the entire series. PJ Tucker has been a yeah. goddamn beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris yeah. Paul, though, huh? <laughs> it's Real all bad. I have. It's all He's I only... have with my guys at playing the way they are. It's yeah. uh, ripping on Chris Paul. Um, also, also the the Austin Rivers thing. I really think Curry is uncomfortable playing against relatives. Yeah, I think that's he... fair. Doesn't do great against Seth. He was struggling against Doc. Now that Doc's his like uncle-in-law or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, rough stuff. But yeah, rough I stuff. really think uh, what is happening to the Warriors is honestly uh, Kevin Durant has been too good for the offense, and it's throwing everyone else off. I, I legit believe that, and it's not even his fault. It's Steve Kerr's weird fault. Do you think um, it, do you think Steph's like fucked up hand had a factor? I think maybe with the lay, the missed layups, yeah. But I yeah, don't yeah. think with the three point shooting, I, I th- r- truly believe that's all just rhythm stuff. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen the rest of the series? Uh, I think the Warriors are going to win the next two games. I think so too, because because as as rough as it's been, they lost an overtime game and a game where Kevin Durant took a straight on wide open three well and then steph curry also barely missed a shot he normally well, misses it, but durant's shot like was 40 percent in and yeah. all the rockets the reason they were able to get that rebound if you watch it again is uh at least two rockets just think it's going in yeah <laughs> and that like like the shoulders slump enough anyway uh, what a but good anyway story. um I mean, also they the, stopped. They stopped complaining about the refs after game one. Congratulations! Game four everybody. is just a. That's the game the Warriors lose against the Rockets. It's the one where <laughs> they hit a million more threes. It's game three. They should be mad they didn't win because exactly. Uh, yeah, they yeah. should have won it in regulation. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's been a less depressing series than it looked like it was going to be, but still kind of troubling. Um, all right, let's talk about, look, let's go from a Joey low to a Joey high, baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Bucks kicked the fucking shit out of the Celtics and lead the series 3-1. Um, Sean, can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
Uh, what did your friend Joey say was going to happen uh, after Boston won game one of this series? You you very affirmatively said Bucks and five. I did. I did say that. Feeling so really good about true. it. <laughs> uh, I got to say, Coach Bud coaching real chill, too. Mm-hmm. They They had so much foul trouble in game four, and he was kind of like, you know what? I think George Hill and Miritich can take care of this while... Giannis and Middleton and Bledsoe were on the bench. It was like running sets for Sterling Brown. It was yeah. so tight. He's <laughs> it's, it's, it's really taking heat checks. Yeah. Um, I heard a rumor yeah. that maybe Coach Brad might be going back to college after this. I heard that, too. <laughs> uh, it's Let me tell you this. It's where he fucking belongs. <laughs> you know what uh, Brad Stevens' uh, career playoff record is? Uh, what? 27 and 28. Mm. What's Giannis's? Oh, what is Giannis's? 14 and 13, record? baby. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, uh, remember, 7 and 1 this year. Remember all those idiots last year being like, I would rather build a team around Brad Stevens than Giannis out of a compo. Oh, <laughs> Nate Silver, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, what the hell are you thinking, man? <laughs> also, uh... What's with your these... hair, my dude? <laughs> also, why are you so into Joe Biden and cops? What's with the, that story about the cops giving you a burrito? <laughs> you know you just made, like, a baseball robot. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. And it... It didn't really matter that you did that. <laughs> All right, but let's like talk about Kyrie. You made baseball Kyrie. prospectus worse. Okay. Um. Uh, so Kyrie has shot for the series 19 and 62. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One off. Which I think, uh, believe, is also... Assassination. The... Oh, I was going to say, I believe <laughs> that, that's, that's also... conspiracy. I was going to say, I also believe that's the year that uh, the uh, Boston Red Sox finally integrated... <laughs> <laughs> the saddest thing is you're only like four years off, Joey. Uh, but they asked. Look, Ky- they integrated eleven years after Jackie Robinson. Okay. <laughs> Three presidents later. <laughs> Um, Kyrie was asked about what it's like to shoot 19 and 62, and, um, uh-huh. he said, yeah, who cares? Who cares? I'm a basketball player. Prepare the right way. Like I said, it's a little different when your rhythm is challenged every play down. You're being picked up full court. They're doing things to test you. You know, for me, the expectations are going to be sky high. To me, the 22 shots, I should have shot 30. I'm I'm that great of a shooter. Thank you, Kyrie Irving. Um, Can I tell you something hilarious that happened in this game, Sean? Please. Uh, The Celtics fans at one point when the team was leaving the court, uh, ran to the player's tunnel to boo Kyrie and the team. 
I thought these were, aren't these the best fans of basketball, Joey? Uh, maybe Celtics chants told them to do that. Oh. It was like, hey, hey, uh, this is the Twitter account. Uh, run and boo Kyrie. I'm ready to pack his bags. I'm taking him to the airport myself. He's the I gotta opposite say, this of season, it's not a re- <laughs> It's not a rewatchable. <laughs> uh, How much is he going to get for the Knicks? Billions? <laughs> um. uh, for the record, Brad Stevens played that Kyrie Irving 44 minutes as well in this game. He has scary Terry Rozier, and yet, and yet, the bane of Eric Bledsoe's existence, and yet... Also, for the record, uh, Danny Ainge did not have a heart attack during game four. Um, he did shit his pants, though. He did. He did. He did. Oh, my God. Uh, again, get Joey, well, Danny Ainge. Yeah, we we need you for the podcast. You're our favorite villain. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, Sean. I love this series. It's the best. I love it. <laughs> I just love it. I love every minute of it. Uh, we had a friend of ours ghost write a tweet for me, you, and Big Corbs considering this series. <laughs> also, we all tweeted it me. at about the same time. Also, uh, Dubaru, we're sorry. You're one we of love the good Dub- ones. We love you, Dubaru. Dubaru, Mike else. Malloy, Josh Gondelman, um, mm. the uh, the guys behind those twitter accounts we did a documentary about oh, yeah, yeah, we are not guys. talking about any of you we oh, love you. the scoop we love again gondelman malloy jeff cleary dubaroo my my dad's childhood friends uh danny i i can't wheel co-sign that I and can't. his little brother chuck the training wheel <laughs> i can't co-sign <laughs> that i don't know those kids. guys um <laughs> they're all right <laughs> All right, this is our show. We did an extra long one because yeah. we only are doing one this week. We'll be back with a Patreon episode on Friday, though. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Sean, what would you like to plug? Um, My first weekly column for Yard Barkers going up on Thursday. It'll be up tomorrow. And then today on Yard Barker, you can see... Uh, a new feature, which is an email exchange between me and writer Pat Heary, Slate style. Um, just kind of talking about the future of these teams in the playoffs. I am pessimistic about one of the teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to spoil that. Is it but, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers? Uh, no, it's... It's the Celtics. Oh, it's, okay. It is the Celtics. <laughs> can't believe wow, I can't believe you're not high on the Celtics. <laughs> I just I was watching this and I was like, man, I think Al Horford wants to leave. <laughs> like it makes it makes a lot of sense for him to opt out. He might just come back and resign, but I was just looking and it's like, man, their their cap isn't great. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of free agents. <laughs> cap is really but don't worry they've got they've got four more first round picks coming this year sean none of which are going to be in the top 10 (laughs) in uh in a draft that is one and a half deep (laughs) um as for me you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where on may 4th i tweeted when I see people always posting pics, relaxing on a beach, or doing any activity other than stressing and work, 
I think to myself, how do they have the time? But that's about to change for me. Can't wait to tell you our plan. It's going to save my life. Sean, we're we're never going to That was that what plan. I was going to ask you. What is the <laughs> likelihood ever. that we learn about Frankie Muniz's plan? 0%. <laughs> Good things and bad things. He just never follows up. He's too busy running outrageous olive oil. <laughs> um Sean, did you write a parody song making fun of Grantland Jr. this week? Uh, yes I did. Okay, great. <laughs> It's not about Luka Doncic because it's the playoffs. Um, I talked to my good friend John Oates, mm-hmm. and uh, he agreed to not tell his good friend Daryl Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a song about Kyrie Irving, and it's called "He's Gone." Oh, great! Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Let's all pretend we're sick so we don't have to talk about how <laughs> Steph Curry's not good at basketball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's high on Coach Brad Stevens Does everybody realize that he's never fucked? But the fans booed Kyrie off the court last night And it's plain to see Bean Town's out of luck Oh, he's gone Oh, I, oh, I Golden Hayward can't play, he's gone Oh I, oh I Get Scary Terry to replace him, he's gone Oh I, Boston Strong Bill Simmons gotta look in the mirror Cause the ring is running Uncle Drew Out of time Al Horford ain't getting no younger And now I can't see them trading Tatum for AD He's gone, oh I, oh I His knee is probably swollen, he's gone Oh I, oh I He'd rather play for James Dolan, he's gone Oh I, Coach Brad's done Kyrie's going to New York City Watching JD in the straight shot Every day He'll get a max deal like his favorite Pepsi But he's going to be The sidekick of KD He's gone Oh I, oh I Gordon Hayward can't play He's gone Oh, I, oh, I, Marcus Scar can't replace him, he's gone. Oh, I, Boston Strong. Hi, this is Daryl Hall. I've invited a lot of musicians to play in my backyard, but never JD in the straight shot. Why? Because James Dolan is a fail son. He's a sexual predator, and his music is terrible. Why? If it weren't for the free Knicks tickets I got when he stripped from Ethan Hawke, I'd never talk to the man. He sucks. He sucks. That white man can play blues. He sucks. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.